Hi, everybody. Mike Erie here uh, without Kenton. He is uh, gallivanting across the globe, learning, um, fishing, running. I am here, though, with a very apt and admirable replacement, Timothy Howard Timmons. God bless America. God bless Neil Diamond. And God bless you. Yes. Thank we, you. we are here discussing the things that matter most. And uh, before we do, just to get so you can get to know Tim, I mean, and, and, and I know many of you know him. But Tim, a favorite '80s song? Come on, I don't like I don't like Dead Space here. Let's go. Uh, 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 Phil Collins. I'm blanking right now, but anything from Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Yeah. Slow stuff. Um, like groovy kind of love. No, 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 no. Slower stuff. You know, okay. The, In I, the air tonight. Yes, that one. Okay. Strike. All right. Favorite '80s movie. <laughs> I don't like Dead Space. Come on, Timmons. Come uh, on. Uh, Star Wars. Is that right? It's horrible. Whatever is happening right now. Sorry, everybody. I'm just a little thrown off right now. He is. We uh, we are in the middle. The, the Saturday we're recording this, Hurricane Irene is battering the East Coast. And, and yet another reason uh, for us to celebrate we live in California and Southern California. Um, but one of the questions that we always get. Um, when when things like this happen, natural disasters or even just the personal evils of of an infinite variety that are done to us that we do, uh, one of the huge questions is why did God bring into creation a world um, like this? You know, where just uh, storms pop up and earthquakes happen and economies devastate lives and um, and you know, you and I in very different ways have have a. a uh, acquaintance with uh, some disappointment. And so I thought maybe it'd be appropriate to take a, a couple of swings uh, at how you'd answer that, how we would answer that. Go ahead. Well, one thing you said tonight was you talked about um, when people ask this question, what the problem evil is. Uh, what did you say? You said that it's because we live in a not a fallen world. Uh, no, there are free, free wills. wills. Yeah. There are free wills at work. Other than ours. Other than ours, other than God's. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you do take you do take in the scriptures. I mean, there is um, uh, if you've been if you track the Mariners podcast at all. Last week we talked about this counter kingdom where Satan is ascribed, you know, the title Prince of this world and ruler of the air and the God of this age. And you know, there really is a sense that the evil uh, that is in this world is is more than just the aggregation of human sin. There's something that supercharges. The whole thing. And so, yeah, we would say there are free wills done. And that's why Jesus has to pray, um, our, your will be done, God, on earth as it is in heaven, because the earth isn't the place yet where his will is done. Okay, so, so, you know, right when you said that tonight, I thought that is a great point that you know, just just a great answer to the the problem of evil. That's part of other it, yes. people, part of it. Yeah. And then there's the other side of, you know, sitting next to a guy that... Um, or right, let's just talk about the the hurricane. Yeah. So that's nobody's free will, or is it? What, totally. So it you seems know, like they're, they're two sides. And help me. No, that's so good, dude. Uh, and, and Paul says this interesting thing in Romans 8. He talks about how creation itself groans under the weight of sin, and it awaits redemption. And the redemption it waits for is redemption of human beings. And, and so in Genesis 3, uh, when sin and death entered the world, what we what we— conclude from that is that sin and death didn't just affect the human heart. It actually is now woven in the very fabric of 
um, not only the moral universe, but the physical universe. So if there was no death, there was no sin, the free choices of Adam and Eve and, and the spirit beings that were waging war around them um, have led us into kind of a fallen state of affairs. So that, And what's interesting is that salvation in Revelation, salvation isn't just of human souls either. Literally, there's a renewed earth at play. Right. Okay. Okay. So... Okay, that makes sense. So, so part of what I'd say is, yeah, I mean, and certainly we don't have the foggiest idea how our environmental policies affect right, hurricanes right, right. and, right. you know, all the crap that we do. Uh, but there is a sense that, that Paul opens up for us the idea that creation itself is under subjection, that the powers mm. that mm. Over, have overseen the world um, and its fallenness are, are, have introduced uh, fallenness, even into genetic codes and even into, I mean, d- diseases. Diseases is no, you know, unless you're smoking every day for 40 years, right. um, you, you don't get, it seems very haphazard in the way diseases are handed out. You know, there's not always a, a clear line of cause and effect. And so you just wonder, You so with the birth defect, you know, our, our little guy has Down syndrome. Well, is that is that an expression of the fallenness of the genetic code, mm-hmm. you know, so that there are extra chromosomes every now and again. I mean, I don't know. So all things were subject to the fall. Yes. I, I think that is the teaching of Scripture. Okay. And that ultimately, that all things will be renewed. That's why we get right. resurrected Revelation, bodies, right. 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 renewed earth, renewed heavens, right. that whole right. thing. So part of it has to be, so part of the evil in the world has to be the fact that you and I have tiny expressions of freedom and clearly choose other wills than God's, mm-hmm. namely my own, mm-hmm. right? I, I have my own little kingdom, and I think uh, my way is better, and so I inflict harm on myself and others all the time. Mm-hmm. Then you have this adversary that the Scriptures teach is absolutely real and holds all of creation in bondage, mm-hmm. whatever that means. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know mm-hmm. much more than that. And then you have a God who causes us, uh, you know, in the, the curses in Genesis 3 were curses that were designed to frustrate human life. You know, God makes man out of the ground and calls him to work the ground and then frustrates the ground mm-hmm. when the man sins. The woman was named from the man, uh, meant to have purpose and meaning and significance in her relationship to the man. And what's God curse? The, her relationship with the man. So that now it's a power struggle. It's like God, part of the reason life is difficult, we don't, we don't get to let God off the hook here, is that God created difficulty. Now, he's not the author of evil or temptation. I mean, and, and that, no, never. But he's designed it so that the things we want to look to to provide meaning, purpose, and significance are hollow. Mm-hmm. They're shallow. They can never satisfy the deep yearnings of the human soul. And I think he's purposefully, as an act of mercy, mm-hmm. created difficulty in the world to drive us back to him because now we're self-interested creatures. Yeah. I'm not going to go to Jesus because he's the Alpha and Omega. I'm going to go to Jesus because I'm sick or I'm a sinner or I'm hurting or whatever. And he's, you know, he's going to help. So even even God uses our own self-interest against us. In a, I mean, I, I literally just wrote a blog about this that I've, I've, I have cancer. If you don't know that, I, I have. How old are you? I am 35. And you've lived with it? For, I think, nine yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and literally, the blog is uh, called The Gift of Cancer. I mean, it, it's... Wow. Um, it's just... It sounds like a terrible thing to say. And 
something you'd never want to say to somebody else that just told you that <laughs> I've got cancer and you go, you know what? This is going to be a gift. Well, can you, know? you imagine if somebody said that to you nine years ago? Well, many did. Yeah. I mean, I still get it, but I, it, <laughs> I have credibility to actually say it to people. Yes, you do. Um, yes, you do. But in, I, I just totally agree that that's something that I'm living with. And in a sense, I'm how's not it, saying that. How's it? Well, uh, go, in, go a little more into that. I mean, how has it become a gift? Like, what do you mean? Ultimately, um, you can read my blog at timmonsmusic.com. <laughs> uh, can I buy your albums there, too? <laughs> no. iTunes. Tim oh, Timmons. Yes. Uh, just give me your ATM number and that kind of stuff. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly think, I think perspective is one of the greatest gifts of cancer, hmm. of my journey with cancer. And I think it's sorrow. I think it's pain. I think it's your journey with your son. Mm. Um, it's not the removal of the suffering, but it's in the midst of. It's in the midst of. You know, um, I also talk about my story, let's say. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk about cancer necessarily, cancer mm-hmm. as my story. I would That's say right. that it's the perspective that God has given me through cancer, where I'm a, such a different man because of just a terminal illness. I, my, my just gratefulness for today hmm. um, and perspective on today. Now, I'm still an idiot. Still do think stupid things. Like, think stupid things. We can Come affirm on. that. We can affirm that. <laughs> yeah. We're a safe place to affirm. Okay, last night. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, every day I'm reminded it's the gift of cancer. I'm reminded whose I am hmm. um, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. I mean, hmm. I just, the perspective. Those aren't genius. pretty words anymore. No, they're not pretty words. They're, they're freaky words, but. Um, yet it's so freeing, and I think that's one of the, one of just part of the gift of cancer. It, you know, it, what strikes me, Tim, is I mean, the Bible insists on three like things that you just don't think go together. The first one is the absolute goodness of God that He does not delight in in anyone suffering, perishing. I mean, you know, the whole there's no mm-hmm. darkness in Him, so it affirms the utter goodness of good and God, and it also affirms the utter evilness of evil. I mean. You know, there are those that would say, ah, you know, cancer isn't, isn't there are worse things. Yes. I mean, we, we right. had people telling us there are worse things right. than having a child with Down syndrome. Right. And you just go, ah, well, says yeah. the woman that has, you know, healthy kids or so you do have an authority um, to speak about cancer that nobody else has. But it's perspective. I mean, for me, it's just it's anybody. But anybody it's still that, evil. Yes. But it's still sure. evil. I mean, yes. so it insists that God is good and that evil is really evil. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not going to lamenting mm-hmm. in the Bible doesn't mean pretending. Right. It means this sucks. This right. is bad. Right. You're not 35-year-old dudes with four children shouldn't be wrestling with this. It yeah. just that's not the way yeah. God meant it. Yeah. That's not what his intention was in creating yeah. this. And then and then and then the third piece is the one that we all agree to, but really don't believe. And that's that he brings good out of evil. I mean, that's what the promise of Romans eight twenty eight, mm-hmm. this horribly abused verse, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that everything is good, but mm-hmm. the things work in the chemistry of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Things that are bad don't, they don't cease being bad. I mean, the rape victim doesn't ever look at rape and go, man, that was awesome. Right. But that somehow God can take that and turn it into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Not the event mm-hmm. itself, but mm-hmm. the aftershocks totally. of the event. And that's what I'm hearing from you in, in terms of cancer. It's We want to affirm God's goodness, of course, and that cancer is awful and yes. that you shouldn't have to deal with this. Yeah, and it's I, not I literally fair. wrote, let me just, you know, I just started out by saying cancer's a gift and then, but cancer <laughs> sucks. Absolutely. I, mean, I hate it. I hate all that it brings. I hate that 
for your son, or whatever, whatever it may be, any, yes. any calamity for the rape victim. We hate that stuff. We do, and Jesus did. Uh-huh. I mean, there was a, a protesting that Jesus did at the tomb of Lazarus. You know, the reason why Jesus wept is like, besides being the shortest, <laughs> coolest memory verse ever, <laughs> is that he was protesting against the entrance of sin and death in the world. And because he worked so hard to write, you know, he would heal and he would um, he would um, deliver out of evil. And he I mean, he was clearly protesting against the way the world is. Any what are your words on because you hear this all the time? God allowed that to happen. You know, I I get into trouble uh, with this one because um, this is such a great and this could almost be a podcast in itself. And if people actually tune in. Yeah, seriously. If people tune in and, and want it. I I don't I don't think that um, my uh, let me just say it this way a buddy and uh, uh, and I had a huge disagreement over did God give Seth Down syndrome mm. or did Down syndrome just happen to Seth mm. and God will redeem it and there's a huge difference between his point no 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 God not only allowed it but in his sovereignty I mean his sovereignty his sovereignly excuse me allowing it is in essence to giving it to him because he could have not. Or my view is, dude, there are other wills done on earth besides God's. And he's not the author of every will that's going on here, including whatever happened, you know, millions or hundreds of thousands of years ago that corrupted human DNA. I mean, so so did God give it? No, I disagree. I don't think God gave my kid Down syndrome because then you turn it into, well, and look at how many people will be affected and it'll be great right, and right. you'll just be a different guy. Right. That, but I think that's just God using it. Right. That's, because that's, that's true how Romans 8, 28. Yes. Right. It's not him dishing this out. I'm right. not. I mean, the narcissism of he gave my kid Down syndrome to teach me humility. That's awful. Mm. That's awful. Mm. So I totally disagree. Now, our Calvinist friends will have a different take on this and God bless them. Does God allow? Well, it depends what you mean by allow. He has a will. Certainly, he wills that none perish. Right. And yet right. people perish. Right. Does he allow? Well, he allows other wills to be done, at least for a time. So, yes, he does. He allowed you to have cancer. And we pray for healing. Can he? Of course. Mm-hmm. Has he healed yet? I don't know. I don't know if healing's been, it should have killed you and he's given you nine years. I don't know if healing is, he's arresting the growth. I don't know if healing means he'll give you 40 more years Mm -hmm. of living with this. Mm -hmm. I have no clue what that means. But he hasn't yet met my expectation for you, Mm -hmm. which is that it disappear and that you no longer have to live under the curse of cancer. And yet his grace, I mean, and this is what biblical lament is. Biblical lament is perspective. Mm. Right. It's the it's the protesting against evil, but placing evil in its perspective. And and Say that one more time slow. <laughs> it's protesting evil. Cancer's horrible. Right. But in view of God, it's not the defining thing about you. Mm-hmm. It, it will not be the defining mm-hmm. thing about your death. It will not be the defining mm-hmm. thing about your life. Totally. It's in it's framed in a bigger story. Mm-hmm. And it's not only God's story, but it's yours. Mm-hmm. And so. We have much to learn, I think, from the scriptures because we're not honest about how awful some of these things really are, nor are we hopeful enough in the way that we're called to be hopeful because heaven and the resurrection yep. don't yep. ring right. the way they should ring. Right. So um, we're going to cut it off here. There's so much. Your question about how he allows and what is all, I mean, that could be a whole like 
that could be a whole hour's discussion. But our goal in this, brothers and sisters, um, is that it would be helpful and it would stimulate your thought. We, we've seen God show his faithfulness in this respect. He has not removed the things that have caused us pain, but yet has met us in a way that we could actually, uh, with, without a cheesy bone in our bodies or a cliched bone in our bodies, say, God, thank you. Thank you. We've seen you in this. And I, as I look at the scriptures, that's the promise. It's not that the bad stuff won't. It's just that he's in it, right in the, in the thick of it. And it sounds cliche, but until you've tasted it and seen it and are assured by it, there is no better answer than the problem of evil than the God who's crucified, you know, the God who underwent the worst of this world. So, uh, brothers and sisters, our hope is that this is helpful. Um, email us. Check out Tim's blog. We love you. Fare thee well. Ciao.